This is a Triple M Footy podcast. With all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy, it's Tom Brown's News. Good afternoon. Day five of trade period. There's actually a combine, draft combine in at Marvel today where a lot of the clubs are obviously looking at the actual draft talent. The agents can't go to that because of uh, rules regarding sort of um, approaching the younger players before they're meant to and all the rest of it. But uh, it's just an interesting adjunct and part of the trade period that all the clubs are in there at Marvel today looking at the actual draft talent. In terms of done deals today, Tanner Bruin hasn't officially gone through the AFL system, but it's understood it's been done in a deal that will see Geelong get another star, in this instance Bruin, or a budding star, I should say, a potential one, uh, in exchange for pick number 18. So that's uh, that's gone through Geelong, giving up pick 18, which I think becomes 20 by the t- conclusion of all the priorities and adjustments and all the rest of it. And uh, the Cats will get Bruin, who I think's played about 30 games in the best part of two years. So he's a pretty serious player. The Cats, unbelievably good at the trade game. Andrew Mackey obviously agreeing to that deal today. In terms of some other big discussion points today, it's my understanding that the deal that we'll see Luke Jackson go to Fremantle is now edging closer and has made significant progress in the last 24 hours. Fremantle still don't want to give up uh, 13... Um, a future first, and that North's uh, future second, which was the Logue pick, that's what Melbourne's after. But what does that tell you? It tells you that at the end of the day, it'll be two first-round picks, and maybe there'll be a, a swap or something to do with the second or a future second or third. But I think that's definitely edging closer. Um, that deal, I guess, as I just presented it, a bit of a referendum or judgment, if you like, on where Fremantle will finish. That future first could become particularly re- valuable to Melbourne, if, for example, Fremantle were eighth or lower. Having said that, they're obviously in pretty significant contention this year. So the Jackson deal to Melbourne is definitely, um, according to my sources, edging closer, and we could see some further progress on that this afternoon. Fremantle don't want to give up 13, a future first, and that future second, which they'll get in from north. But my point there is that um, I think you can accept that it'll be two firsts of some description and something shuffling later. So uh, I think there's pretty good progress in that regard. Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's News. The latest on Josh Dunkley. That deal, Brisbane confident of landing Dunkley. The Dogs, though, behind the scenes, pretty upset. It's my understanding that the Bulldogs specifically told, Sam Power specifically told Dom Ambrosio from Brisbane, their list boss, not to trade pick 15. Brisbane did, and it's now made the Dunkley deal particularly complicated. Dunkley, keeping in mind, of course, was the Bulldogs' best and fairest this season. Essendon overnight tell me that they're not involved at this point. They've got no interest in being involved in Dunkley. They aggressively traded him, sorry, chased him, I should say, a couple of years ago. But Brad Scott's running the show out at uh, Essendon. So uh, I guess behind the scenes, it's possible they could get involved. But uh, the word I get from Essendon at this stage is they're not involved in the Dunkley situation or even keeping tabs on it. I think at the end of the day, Dunkley will get to Brisbane. But it is choppy in light of this specific warning that the Dogs gave Brisbane, do not trade pick 15. Of course, Brisbane not, yeah. Well, Brisbane adjusted that obviously to get the points for their two youngsters, including Ashcroft. But uh, it's had big implications on the Josh Dunkley deal. In terms of Hopper getting to the Tigers, Soldo, I mentioned on our seven podcast yesterday, uh, involved in that deal now, and it was reported last night uh, that he did a medical up at the Giants yesterday. So what does that tell you? It means that Richmond's obviously prepared. You'd think for him to be part of that deal. So I think the Hopper deal is edging closer. Soldo likely at this point to be part of that deal. 
I mentioned Bruin. Now, Henry's interesting in terms of the Oliver Henry situation. I guess there's a possibility now that he could stay at Collingwood for an extra year. Having said that, I spoke to his manager, Anthony McConville, last night, who pointed out two things. A, Geelong's doing some shuffling behind the scenes to try and improve this current pick 38 offer to Collingwood, and you think they'd have to improve that. And B, he did say that under any circumstances, um, Henry wouldn't be signing a new deal with the Pies. So I just detect from that perhaps not the best situation with the Magpies in terms of Henry's, uh, I guess, exit there at the minute. Uh, I think Henry will eventually get to Geelong. Having said that, Geelong currently offering pick 38, and there's no way I think that Collingwood would do a deal anything close to that, particularly given you could argue that Bruin and Henry are analogous or similar players, and uh, Geelong just parted with 18 for Bruin. So that's an interesting sort of standoff and situation as far as the trade period is concerned just at the minute. The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. That combine continues over the weekend. Officially, the, the trade period sort of takes a breather over the weekend, but unofficially it clearly doesn't. There'll be all sorts of wheeling and dealing with some massive, massive deals outstanding, of course, including Horn Francis through to Port Adelaide and Grundy, obviously, to Melbourne. So there's going to be a lot of action next week. There's a lot of outstanding deals, clearly. He's worth noting, and the Herald Sun, John Ralph pointed this today out in his uh, article today, the Giants in an incredible draft position at the moment. They've got 3, 12, 15, 18. And when they get Hopper, they're likely to have a future first and another pick around 31 from Richmond. So the Giants, I guess, uh, in the process of sort of uh, creating their future at the moment, through this draft, as I mentioned, 3, 12, 15, 18 and 19 pointed out by the Herald Sun today in the future first and 31 likely to come in for uh, for Hopper, an incredible situation. I mentioned the outstanding deals, Grundy, Lobb, Dunkley, Horn Francis, Mitchell, Jackson, just to name a few. So there's a lot, lot going on and uh, still talk about Hunter, Lockie Hunter potentially going through to Melbourne. I was told from his management sources, well, from management sources yesterday, that's about a 15% chance, which I think at this time of the year, you know, you could uh, translate that to being quite higher. But uh, Hunter, a chance, I guess, next week of getting through to Melbourne as well. I'm assured again overnight that Harms isn't part of any of those deals and Harms won't be leaving Melbourne in terms of the trades. This is Tom Brown's News, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Here at first on Listener. And just finally, the final day today for clubs to make their submission to the AFL for their position on Tasmania. I've checked and done a straw poll with clubs today, waiting for them to come back to me. But I know that Geelong and Richmond, who have been on the public record before, are certainly supportive of the concept. But it's obviously going to depend on what the more sceptical clubs, like Collingwood, Sydney, the Suns, even Port and Melbourne, say in regards to their position. Um, we certainly won't get a vote or an answer on Tasmania today. Those have to go back to the AFL, and the AFL will consider all that feedback. But in the background, that process is heating up. Um, having said that, it's been bubbling along all year, and the AFL has a lot on their plate at the moment, obviously in regards to Essendon this week, and more significantly Hawthorne as well. So the AFL's had a lot, lot to do recently. There's certainly no sign at the moment of Gil McLaughlin uh, having the opportunity even to stand down before Christmas. I think it'll be probably in, in the new year when we learn and find out more about the new CEO. Triple M rocks football. That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M footy on listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.